evening, everybody. <laughs> um, I'm excited this evening because over the last few weeks, we've been really challenged to have daring faith, to be people of God, and that's who we are, with absolutely daring, bold faith. And because of that faith, we choose to see things in a way that other people can't see them. Because of that daringness, we become the people of God who have big dreams, huge levels of creativity, huge dreams, because God is quite big, I think we'll agree, and um, therefore our dreams should be really big, and he's creative, and therefore we can be creative people, trusting in our God. Last week we remembered that we're like soldiers, we are totally and utterly enlisted into the army of God, we're part of an international life-saving operation, and we're trusting in God for his commands, aren't we? And we also learned we're like athletes, we're running a race, we're not roaming all over the shop. We've got high goals, high aims, we've got a clear, sharp focus, we know where we're going, heaven's our home, and we proceed accordingly. And we're pioneers. I loved that prophetic word at the very end. You know, we're pioneers that God is trusting. He's trusting us to set things in motion. And we're like farmers. We have seeds in our hands. This evening when you came in, hopefully, you all got seeds in your hand? A seed? You got a seed in your hand. Take it out. You're going to need it. These tiny seeds in our hands are things that he has put into our lives that he knows we are ready to sow. He's trusted these to us. And I wonder if we are trusting in our God that he has actually put these things into our lives. And the picture that we're looking at today is that one of a farmer We're going to be looking at it in so much more depth, but it's because we are like a tiny little seed. And the things that we've been given that might be feeling a bit dormant, those are seeds in our lives. Hold up your seed. Say to the person next to you, God is trusting that to you. So today, you take a long time to say a short phrase, (laughs) we dare to plant these seeds in faith. And God said himself in Genesis 8.22, as long as the earth endures, there will be seed time and harvest time. And I think in this church right now, it's seed time again. It's seed time again. He's trusting us to plant things in faith. He's trusting the way that he has set things in motion in his created world. He's trusting that the hidden tiny potential in this could be really, really powerful. It's a potential miracle that's in your hands. And he himself, God, the author of creation, has put it there. These things can grow. I wonder what it is that God has put into your hands. At this point, I'd like to offer my personal congratulations called a man called Matthias who dared to plant in faith. He has, in fact, grown the largest pumpkin in the entire world. Woo! 
weighs over a ton, which is as heavy, incidentally, as two cars. I haven't picked those up for a while. And the size of this pumpkin could actually make well over a thousand pieces of pie. Delicious. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but you see, what he planted wouldn't just feed him. It would feed many, many others. But he couldn't see it growing. He couldn't really track the progress. Because where he planted it was where he couldn't see it. He put it into the ground. But you know, just started with a seed. I don't know if you've ever seen that program on the TV called Hoarders. Has anyone ever seen it? It documents people who need to be worked with because they have slight hoarding tendencies. Obviously, that's not me at all. But people who have held onto things so tightly, so much so, almost like their knuckles are white, people have stopped coming to their homes because that stuff is everywhere. There's a smell that gets everywhere. The episodes that I watched the other day nearly made me feel sick. There was a lady who'd hoarded cats, and she would not let go of these cats so much that she even kept them when they died in plastic bags. I'm giving you that graphic example, guys, because we hold on to things way too tightly. We really do. And in my family, we have generational tendencies. We keep things for our just-in-case moments. Anyone else do that? I'm really not sure that the can that mum has kept for me in the larder from 1976 is actually going to be that useful for me in the future. You know, we don't need that food, do we? And it's crippling us, that holding on. And we are meant to be the people of God, and we're a community of faith. Where is our faith if we just hold on to things? What kind of a God do we think we have if we won't open things up, open up our hands, and let things go? In Luke 13, 18, Jesus asked this question, and I wonder if maybe he wants us to answer this question as well. What is the kingdom like? What exactly do you think the kingdom of God is like? that you would hold onto things so tightly. Jesus goes on to say, what shall I compare it to? It's like a mustard seed. A man took, he planted it in his garden, and it grew up and became a tree, and the birds of the air perched in its branches. You see, these things in our hands, they can become very significant things, not just for us, but for others. And who put them there? Jesus. There is more than what it looks like in that seed in your hand. Seeds grow. Seeds multiply. I wonder what God has put in your hands. And I wonder what you're going to do with it. They're not meant to be held onto so tightly that our knuckles go white. We cling, we clench. And when we're tense and we're holding things tightly, our eyes close. There's tension in our whole bodies. We can't see because our eyes are shut and tight. God wants us to see again. He wants us to open our eyes. He wants us to open our hands and see again. 
I don't think God's dream for his children is that we walk around like this, tense and worried and totally crippled by fear. It's our Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. If we ask him for bread, he's not going to give us a stone. And in fact, these seeds in our hands are absolutely useless if we don't do something with them. (laughs) Farmers would not leave seeds in their hands. Our supermarket shelves would not be stuffed full of things if these farmers had been lazy or never planted. What we dare to plant will grow. And you know what I do, and maybe you do it too, is that I justify holding onto my things really tightly. And I can call it stewardship. I can call it wisdom. But really what it is, it's control and it's fear. And God says, I'll give you your daily bread. I'll put into your hands what you need for your right now. But do you know what? He also gives us seed to grow more for ourselves. And although the seed is tiny and the bread looks bigger, the seed has got more potential and is more useful to us than this bread. So he's put bread in our hands. Our needs can be met in him. And he's put seed in our hands so that we can grow even more, not just for ourselves, but for others. Paul talks about this, us being given seed and bread, in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6. He says this, this is the point. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of us must give as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly, under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Let's relax a bit. Let's have fun with this. Let's say to God, where do you want us to plant next? God says he's able to make all grace abound to you. All grace. The NIV version says God's able to bless you abundantly. So that having all sufficiency in all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it's written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply, supply and multiply, your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way through which us, through us, will produce thanksgiving to God. David, could you do the honours, please? It's just down there. You see, God himself is the source of our daily bread. But God himself is the source of our seeds. 
I'm going to clear this up, I promise. Stop now. <laughs> Bit of a mess. <laughs> you see, we don't even just have to cling on. Look at your seed. Who put it away? <laughs> now say to your neighbor, there's plenty more where that came from. And you know, there's plenty more where that came from. <laughs> it's all over here, if anyone wants it. <laughs> because we have a God who supplies. <laughs> he is our source. He is our supplier. A supplier or a source is a person, a place, a thing from which something originated. You are from God. Everything in your hand is from God. James says... Every good gift comes from God. So I ask you again, what has he put in your hands? I love the little boy who was just off on a wander somewhere with his five loaves and his two fish. He came across 5,000 hungry men. What a nightmare! <laughs> but he came across someone else. He came across the saviour. He came across the Most High God, and he dared to put what was in his hand into the hands of Jesus. And the entire crowd, plus women and children, 5,000 plus many, many more, by the way, were totally, utterly fed. And there were 12 baskets left over. But he had to open his hands. Seed is much more useful to us when it leaves our hands and is out of our control. So I ask us again, what's in our hands? Maybe it's the time that you've got in your hands. Some of us have a lot of time. Some of us don't. Some of us do. We all actually have the same amount of time given to us by our God. Some of us have money. Some of us have encouragements. We notice things that others don't notice and they land in us. Are we just going to notice them? Or are we going to do something with them? We've been given a huge amount of talents. We've got ideas in our hands. We've got dreams in our hands. We've got family patterns and inheritance that's incredible in our hands. We've got love from God in our hands. We've got words that we've been taught and we're well versed in in our hands. We've got a business in our hands. We've got lessons we've learned from life in our hands. We've got skills we've acquired and skills we've learned in our hands. Don't you dare think what's in your hands is just for you to hold. It's for planting. It's for investing. People are dying. <laughs> and they need what you're carrying. I'm aware I'm quite annoying in conversations with my friends because when I start to feel like God's onto something in me, which he regularly is, I start taking notes on my phone. 
I've got hundreds of these things. I'm like, stop, wait, I need to write it down. And do you know why I do that? Because those people who are sharing their wisdom and sharing their prayers, sharing their prophetic senses, sharing their own life's lessons, sharing their journey, I put it into me and then it flows out to somebody else. I have to write it down, you see, so I can stick it in some training for a church around the country. I have to write it down, you see, because I know I'll be praying for someone, maybe even the next day that's struggling with a thing that God's just landed right in my lap, ready to pass on. And you guys in this church family, you have sown so much into me. I have to pass it on, you see. We have to pass it on. And I've made a decision that whatever gets put in my hands is to grow for me and for somebody else so that it will grow even more than if I held on to it tightly. Because if we do not sow it... We will not grow it. It's in our hands. It's in your hands. It's in my hands. And if we want a nice house one day, we better sow into our rented house right now. You know, look after it well. Because what we're sowing, we're growing. Let's look at this in a different kind of way. There was a vision that a man called Ezekiel had, which has really helped me recently. It was a vision of water flowing from the temple. It starts as a tiny trickle as it leaves. Anyone feel like things come out of them like a tiny trickle, a bit of wisdom? But the more we progress, the deeper it goes. Then it becomes ankle deep as the water's flowing from the temple. It then becomes, as he walks further, knee deep. Then it becomes waist deep. Then it gets so high, his feet are not on the ground anymore. He's carried by a current. He can't pass through it. He can't decide where he wants to go. Do you know what he does? He has to go with the flow. And we pick it up in verse 9, and then it says this about this river of God. Wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. There'll be many fish because the water goes there. The, The waters of the sea will become fresh. Everything will live where the river goes. Everything. And on the banks, on both sides of the river, they'll grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves won't wither, their fruit won't fail. They'll bear fruit in every month, every month, because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, their leaves will be for healing. And I'm telling you why, because God is the source. God is the source. Because of our supplier, because of our source, we can chill out and go with the flow of it. Because of our provider, we have provision in every season, in every month. There's a flow. We don't need to hold on to it tightly. We don't need to jam our feet into the ground and go, no, I'm not budging because I'm scared. I want to control this. I need to hold on to this. It's been given to me. It's mine. We sound like toddlers. There's a flow from a source and his name is Jesus and he's here and he lives in you and he's kind and he's good and he's merciful and he provides. There's fruit flowing. And you know what I can do? I can get in the flow 
but I can be facing the wrong way. I forget to look to the source, and I see a satsuma roll past me, and I grab my satsuma because it's my satsuma, and I want it for me, and there might not be another one, and I forget that behind me is a source, and there's a tree with a million satsumas. <laughs> Do satsumas grow on trees? <laughs> coming all the time, and yet I'm holding this, and yet it's rotting, and it's dripping in my hands, and my hands are sticky and smelly, and no one wants to come near me because I'm holding on for dear life, when there's plenty more where that came from. Do you get this? Let it go, let it go. And do you know the worst thing we can do when this river of God and river of life is flowing? Build a dam. Because we're scared. We close ourselves down. We lock ourselves in. Our hands are not open. And Isaiah chapter 60, he speaks about the gates of the city were not closed day or night. Because kings from other nations wanted to bring their wealth into the city. This is not prosperity gospel. I read that right out of the Bible. <laughs> this is the truth. That there's a flow that we must not lock down. We must not gate closed. We must not clench our hands. We must not close our eyes. We must not. We have to receive from our God the seed and get ready to sow it so that it can grow. And you know, the amazing, bonkers thing about God is he does this through us. What on earth was he thinking, picking me? But Jesus said in John 7, 38, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It's good news, isn't it? Such good news. And the thing I need to hear this most on, so I'm sharing it with you because I write notes and I pass them on, <laughs> is that he does it with money. Not making this up. Deuteronomy 8.18. Remember the Lord your God. It is he who's giving you the power to make wealth. He puts some seed in your hand. He says there's power in that. It's a miracle of my creation. What are you going to do with it? I've put power in your hands. You can, it's okay to make wealth. It's okay to be poor. You can be like that if you want. Make wealth. Because what we sow, we will grow. In Galatians, we learn, don't we? that this works in other ways. We reap what we sow. 
Every true tree is known by its fruit. People don't gather figs from thorn bushes or grapes from brambles. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I wonder what the fruit is that you also see repeatedly growing in your own life. What has come out of your mouth this week? What are the patterns that you don't like that you see repeating? I want to challenge us. Do you really want what you've planted? You know, we're adults, we're not toddlers. God's growing us up in his garden of life. And there's stuff we put down into the lives of others. Do we want that for ourselves? Because it's going to grow. It can grow and produce a crop. This is in Mark 4. Multiplying 30 times, 60 times, 100 times. Careful what you plant. Maybe what you want is the thing that you're holding. And you know that's why you exactly have to let it go. Because if we have a specific need, we need to sow exactly that seed. And careful, again, because whatever we measure and judge others, it will be used to measure how we're judged. Maybe the exact thing we judge in others is growing in our own life. Let's decide to sow something different and let that one go. Because he puts this really bizarre, oh dear, I really have made a mess, <laughs> ability into our hands. Seed-like potential. And if we sow it, we can grow it. And others will benefit from what we've planted. And when we plant what God has entrusted into our hands, it's not giving away our bread. It's investing in this land. It's investing in this kingdom. And out of our hands will grow something much bigger than what was once in our hands. So I wonder what's in your hands today. I feel like there is an absolute treasure trove here. Like you guys have no idea. And there's some stuff that we've planted, some judgments that we've made. We need to dig those things out and never plant them into anyone else's life ever again. So are we going to be like toddlers? It's mine. I'm holding it, clenching tightly, closing our eyes, missing what God's doing because we're holding on. Or are we going to open our eyes are we going to open our hands? Are we going to remember who our source is? Who 
our supplier is. He's not the ankle-high God. He's not even the knee-high God. He's not the waist-high God. He is the most-high God. And so let's ask him what we've been given tonight. And let's plant it as an investment that we can see grow, that we won't necessarily be able to track the progress of, control freaks alert, (laughs) but it's an investment. So it's our time, it's our wisdom, it's our resources. And God wants to grow incredible things through us. My housemate prayed and for me and she had such a strong sense that there are shoots rising here and you know she's bang on (laughs) there are shoots rising here because God has put so much in this land in our lives it's on the rise don't disrupt it don't muddle your fingers in on it and try and make it look like you think you know what it looks like Isaiah 43 19 behold Open our eyes, don't clench. I'm doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness. And listen to this. Rivers in the desert. Because there's a flow. And it comes to us and goes out of our hands and into the land, into the lives of others, so that more shoots are rising. Are we up for this? Do we dare to do this? I dare you to do this. I dare you to say to God, show me one thing I'm holding that I need to plant. Show me one thing that I've had invested in my life that I need to pass on and see it grow and flourish. For the sake of others, not even just yourselves, the birds of the air find rest in that tree's branches when that mustard seed went down. And you've got a seed in your hand. And you can take it home as a reminder Or maybe you want to come and plonk it in a pot down here. But it's so in, you can't see it anymore. And it's a symbol. I know what you've given me, God. I've got a tiny glimpse of the potential you've put into me. The legacy you're leaving in me. And I'm prepared to put it down and plant that thing. In the prayer and hope that it's going to rise. Should we pray? Isaiah says, and this is what we're going to do today, with bread and seed in our hand, we shall go out with joy. We shall be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into singing. Even the trees will be clapping their hands. This is good news. So let's do this. Why don't we stand if we're able to?